We are proud to partner with NYOB to bring you this podcast. NYOB is a business platform to help more businesses in Australia and New Zealand start, survive and succeed. They do this by providing tax, accounting and payroll software and ERP software and other services to businesses across the region. Visit nyob.com for more information. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 7 of the BCSA podcast. I'm Olivia Spiteri, the Director of Publications, and I'm joined today for the first time with my publication officer, Cheyenne. Cheyenne, would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, my name is Cheyenne Ali. I'm currently in my final year of my Bachelor of Commerce degree, and I'm majoring in Management and Legal Studies. Beautiful. And today we are joined by some very special guests, our exclusive podcast partners for an inside look at life at NYOB. Joining us today is Shailen Patel and Chen Kim. Hi everyone, my name is Shan Kian. Um, I am a program advisor at um, MYOB. My role at MYOB is to look after all of our graduates um, and also the emerging talent that comes into MYOB. Um, I've been at um, MYOB for four years, but I've been in the industry for 13 years, mostly focused on tech recruitment um, overall. Um, and this is a, a, an amazing role that I'm in that I wake up every day and I love and um, but we'll obviously go through that a little bit later so that's me. Excellent and uh, my name is Shailen so I manage the education space for MYB. Uh, my role is probably a little bit broader than, than Shan's, uh, still focusing on young people but more so uh, those future accountants, those future business owners, decision makers as well as the future tech professionals and, and hopefully some of them will come and join us. So I partner with institutions across Australia and New Zealand, um, how we can help those particular cohorts with their education journey and then hopefully successfully transfer into the workplace again, whether that's within the accounting field, uh, within a tech company, or even setting up their own business. And uh, it's great to be here today. Um, we're really proud to support uh, this new initiative that the BCSA are, uh, have brought to you guys this year. Uh, and so it's uh, nice to be, be on this side uh, rather than listening. Lovely words, thank you for that. To get started, we just have some questions to help our listeners to get to know you a bit better. Off the bat, to start off, for anyone who is unsure, can you please explain what MYB is and what do they do? Uh, so I'll, I'll take this one. MYB um, is a leading business management platform. Our purpose is to help more businesses in Australia and New Zealand start, survive and succeed. Um, so in terms of our products, we deliver end-to-end business management tools and accounting solutions for small, medium enterprises uh, and the mid-market, um, either direct to businesses or through a network of accountants, bookkeepers and consultants. So in terms of the different solutions that make up those tools, um, could be accounting, tax, payroll, uh, workforce management, anything to help a business manage their finances um, and to run their business. Um, and so in terms of, of MySpace, as I mentioned, uh, recognizing the importance of providing the next generation of accountants, business owners and, and technology specialists with the knowledge um, and the opportunities that they need. Um, we work with a lot of different in, uh, institutions um, on various different, uh, various initiatives uh, across the region um, to really help those future accountants and, and uh, business owners. Thanks for that. 
And now just following on from that, I understand that Shailen, you are an education manager and Shen, you work closely with the graduate program. Can you explain your roles a bit further? Okay, yeah. So um, already touched on um, uh, on what we want to do here and how we want to help um, those younger people uh, early on in, in their career. Um, so one part of it is working with institutions. So partnering with Latrobe, um, and that could be with um, different faculties uh, to help different cohorts. Uh, also working with student clubs. So we're proud to work with BCSA, not just on this podcast, but other initiatives. How do we help your members achieve uh, their goals? Um, hopefully many of them will want to become accountants and then partner with us in the future, or they may go on to uh, have their own business and effectively uh, will need a, a system to look after their finances. So um, they can obviously use MYB or if any of them want to work for a tech company, Shan obviously looks after our graduate program and that's predominantly within the software development space, but there are many other opportunities uh, within the business. Uh, Shan and I aren't software developers, but still work for, for a tech company. And so again, anyone that's interested in a career within tech, uh, we can help with. Um, I enjoy working with uh, students um, and uh, have been doing so for the last six years. Uh, and uh, yeah, as Shan mentioned, uh, love what I do. Um, and uh, Monday morning isn't, isn't a chore for, for us. No. It's not. And look, on the back of what Shailen had said, if we um, talk about nurturing, um, you know, my role is to nurture graduates coming out of um, university, but also other backgrounds. That also includes people who are career changers, um, wanting to pursue a career in software development predominantly. Uh, my role is to nurture, um, to look at strategies and how we grow each and every individual, not just from a technical perspective, but also from a humanistic perspective. You know, what are some of the business skills do you really need um, to be successful in the business, whether that is from influencing, whether that is your communication, whether that is how you work in a team and some of the tools that, that is needed um, within that space. So uh, my role is to, to strategically look at how we grow emerging talents throughout the, the business. And while software development is one stream that we're looking at, uh, we know that the future for our graduates is in high demand, especially, um, you know, in the current, I guess, climate that we're in. Um, looking at growing our emerging talent is a huge strategy for MYB at this point in time. So we're looking at other streams um, for the future too. Um, so that's basically my core responsibility. I love that. I think it's so beautiful. You both love your job so much that it's not a chore. I think that's just a dream for every uni student is to love their job. So yeah, that's amazing. It, it makes things less effort, like it's, yeah. it's effortless, if that makes sense. So yeah, you look forward to it, and that's all you can ask. Yeah. Um, question three is: How did you both get your position at MYOB? Hey, Shailen, I'm actually interested to hear how you how you got to MYOB. Yeah, so it's uh, more of a, a stumble uh, than a, a purposeful step into this industry. Uh, I'm born and bred in the UK. Uh, always wanted to work abroad. And I was fortunate in 2010 to come to New Zealand uh, and with a job. So made it a lot easier than flying over and looking once on the ground. I used to work for Yellow Pages New Zealand. 
so they were the ones that actually brought me over. Uh, and then I worked for a couple of other media companies in, in, in New Zealand, up in Auckland. So always had a sales, marketing, business development background. Um, after what we'd been sort of four, four and a half years, I uh, wanted a change. All I knew in New Zealand was media. And uh, the opportunity at NYB came up for a tech company. Given the challenges that the media companies were facing, and even though MYB would have its own challenges, uh, tech's only really going one way overall, um, and, and that's up. And um, I suppose, when are we going to stop calling companies either tech or non-tech companies? Most companies have some form of technology involved in them. And so for me, it was quite an easy decision. What also helped was that I was coming into a channel which was starting from the ground up. So there wasn't someone in my role prior to me joining that I was replacing. It was a new opportunity for us to be more proactive in this space, whereas previously we'd been reactive. And so um, the transition was a little bit easier given there wasn't history for me to either live up to or to carry on. Um, and I've been able to build it up, um, working with people like Shan closely and, and, the, and the wider team and, and the rest is history. And here I am six years later. This is the, the longest role I've had, longest company I've worked for. Um, and there's still so much more potential. Um, and I think that's what I love now about this space is that it's full of sort of promise, ambition, opportunity. Uh, and um, yeah, as, as you said, as I've said, uh, love, loving it. Yeah, and I, look, I, I would echo what Shailen has said. I think, you know, the, the purpose of MYB really caters towards those who are, you know, not only working for established organisations, but we're, you know, in the last couple of years, we've seen a rise of entrepreneurs that have kind of come into play, which means that there is further management support to support those sole traders and, and those who are, you know, bringing the ground up. So having MYB as a tool to enable that is, is actually quite amazing. But um, how did I get to MYB. Um, I had actually worked in another organization prior to MYB, which was realestate.com.au, another digital organization. Um, and um, MYB serenaded me. They they approached me and they're like, come and work for MYB. And I was like, mm, yeah, okay, sounds good. Um, so I went to MYB and um, I was actually brought there as a talent advisor. And, and what that means is recruiting solely for um, tech um, engineers and um, those who make up um, and build the products um, from a software perspective. Um, but one thing, um, that I had found an amazing opportunity with MYB was that I saw an opportunity um, to create um, and that opportunity opened up a gap um, and that was creating a program from scratch, a graduate program from scratch. Um, and so for that reason, um, we, we saw an opportunity, we pitched the idea of the graduate program uh, because it's very different to other graduate programs. Um, and the business listened, the execs listened, we got budget, it, um, and now we are a function and the function has been running um, for uh, four years now which is which is really amazing so I'm forever grateful that MYB has seen potential and, and given me this this actual role that I get to get to play on a daily basis. That's beautiful. So what did you study at university and how has it helped you in your career at NYOB? So I studied economics and economic history at the University of Bristol. I tell people that I don't think I've actually really used it. However, I probably have more than I, uh, I think. What I studied 
look, I'm non economist. I have really gone down that route um, after finishing. But the skills, um, the life skills in particular, and also that ability to learn or keep on learning is what I would have taken on after graduating. Um, and so university isn't for, for everyone, uh, but for me, I learned a lot, uh, probably as much, if not more outside the lecture hall than I did in it, um, given that I haven't really carried on down that, that path. Um, and so yeah, it's a little bit of a different answer than I suppose to some may expect, but I did learn a lot, probably grew up a lot as well, uh, moving out of home, uh, moving away from home. And like I said, that that life skills to help me then transition into into the workplace, and also probably um, when I had to make the move over, wanted to make the move over to New Zealand, it was a little bit easier going through what I would have at university. So, funnily enough, um, my um, background is a bachelor of business, majoring in marketing and HR. Um, which kind of coincides quite nicely into the role. And when I say funnily enough, I actually did a Bachelor of Business at Latrobe University. Yay! This is the university that I've done. Woo! Um, But not in the Bundoro campus. I actually um, did it in the Bendigo campus. Um, And um, I found kind of, you know, um, learning in Bendigo because it was a a country town. There was a lot of accessibility around tutors and and all those things as well. Um, But um, have I used a lot of my um, of my degree I would have to say um, probably 60 percent of it has been there it it really provided me with the foundations of what does marketing actually look like um, what does kind of from a um, from a HR perspective what does that kind of look like as well um, but it really in some ways the degree offered more of a ticket to demonstrate to my to the employers that I have applied for that I have demonstrated commitment um, because as you know committing to a degree is a long term <laughs> commitment so being able to demonstrate commitment was the biggest one there but also the ability to communicate so not just from a verbal perspective but also from um, you know a written perspective as well so I would have to say that those are the two components that really gave me the ticket to go in Um, but applying some of those theories um, you know I applied some which was great but I also learned so much more at the deeper level um, because I think and it gives you the the kind of the uh, the ignition um, but then once you go into a career it really yeah it, it, it kind of ties it all nicely together um so yeah so that's that's the what I what I went through I think that um just reminded me as well actually so I went into recruitment straight after university that was my first role and it wasn't a graduate role but they were looking for a graduate and they didn't really um they weren't really too concerned with regards to what I had studied um, or what university, but they did want to graduate just because it meant that I'd signed up for something and stuck at it for three years. And so um, for them being a small recruitment firm, wanted, um, and there was no guarantees, but wanted someone that would probably stick at it, then come in for six months, maybe 12 months, and then move on. In the end, I was there for nearly four years. So they actually got what they were looking for in terms of from a graduate, um, that bit of longevity. Um, They knew that, look, I'd signed up to do a degree for three years and I did it. Um, And so if I was to sign up for them, 
that uh, I would be thinking longer term and not just um, six to 12 months. Excellent answers. Beautiful. So that brings us to the end of our general chit chat. Learn how to use the latest MYOB software that accountants and businesses are using free online at academy.myob.com. Now moving on to our career segment, um, let's take a deeper dive into inside life at MYOB. Question one is what do your day-to-day activities look like? Day-to-day activities. Okay. (laughs) My day is consumed with many, many meetings. So I would be um, in in, on average, probably about four meetings um, a day. Um, Some of them um, are consumed from a strategic um, conversational perspective. Some of them, or most of them is actually coaching. So I do coach a lot of our protégés in terms of what they're doing um, and in terms of, you know, any kind of issues that they're looking to, not issues, I would say things that they want to kind of develop themselves personally. Um, but also parts of that, I'm also coaching mentors as well. So those mentors are supporting our protégés too. So being able to work through that. Um, on the other flip side, from a kind of um, non-meeting perspective, I'm always looking at curriculum. So we have established our own curriculum from a technical perspective, um, looking at ways on how we improve that. Um, you know, on a, on a daily basis, um, but also looking at um, resourcing through the through the organisation, but externally on some of the additional curriculum that our projects need. So that is usually uh, my day to day. I do send very funny memes in our. Uh, graduate channels um, and we also have this thing called Mindset Mondays where um, we talk about the t- different types of mindsets um, and tools that they can use um, for our graduates to adopt to um, to plan their week um, and, uh, and and that's basically it. We also do um, stand-ups, so I mean stand-ups with um, the different locations of our graduates as well just to kind of you know come in and see what's happening for the day, see the things that they might be struggling with and all these things too. So that's mainly my day-to-day. Weave that with a bit of administration as well. But, um, but that's, that's me. So my day-to-day, I'm just thinking about that, that question and having been with NYB for six years, I don't know if I've ever had the same day more, more, than, more than once. It can vary quite a bit. Um, and also, I've never really sort of worked nine to five, Monday to Friday. Um, we're quite flexible here. Uh, and given the work in my space, a lot of student activities may be in the evenings, even sometimes the weekends or early mornings. And so the work time is a little bit more fluid than other roles. Um, and uh, you know, sometimes could be quite, I won't say boring, but um, not as um, exciting as other days when it's maybe just a little bit more admin internal meetings, looking after some of the internal processes and procedures that we need uh, for me to do my job. Um, But usually uh, the more fun stuff is being on campus if we can, and that could be in person or now virtually um, that we've got used to over the last um, year, 18 months, um, and really being in front of students um, and or educators. Uh, So there could be some busy periods when term time is is on where we're doing you know some webinars or in person events every two or three days um, obviously months like december and january very quiet for me given that uh, school's out um, and so they're probably more time when we're looking at my strategy looking at what we want to achieve um, planning um, for the coming years or coming months quarters so 
it can really vary. And I think a lot of jobs now are probably more like that. Um, and there's a little bit more autonomy, especially in our roles um, with what we're doing, given that um, we're the ones responsible for them, uh, means that we can direct where we're spending our time. And, and that's probably the challenge is, is working out um, why are we doing something? Do we need to continue doing it? Or, or do we uh, change? Do we stop doing it? Um, but yeah, day to day is a little bit more difficult to answer just because it, it can vary so much um, from either day to day or week to week or month to month. So just bridging on from that, um, it's been briefly touched on already, but what is the culture like at NYOB? Um, so look, it's, 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 it's a very good culture and probably a lot of firms will say that. But one thing I have noticed uh, in the last six years is that um, having a clear vision and values has really helped with regards to fostering that culture. And the company over the last 10 years has really worked hard on that. Um, we've had to. Uh, we've been around 30 years. We were around before the internet. Uh, we're heavily disrupted in the market with new players in the market, new technology into the market. Even um, we take the internet for granted, but um, many of our previous colleagues were working at NYB when that wasn't around, when that wasn't a factor with their day-to-day -day activities. And how we've been able to adapt and continue to remain relevant and continue to be a successful business is making sure that all, all roads lead to helping businesses in Australia and New Zealand start, survive and succeed um, and having a set of values to really help towards that. Um, and um, those that are living the values are, are celebrated, are rewarded. Um, and there's a number of different ways that happens. Um, and a number of different initiatives that take place as well, either in within your own office or your own region. So it could be something that we're doing in Christchurch. It could be something that we're doing in New Zealand, or it could be something company-wide. Um, and again, there's a good mixture of different activities to cater for different teams uh, and different people and where they may be based. So... Um, kind of extending on what Shailen has said when we talk about the different types of communities that live within MYAB. Um, so once again, you know, MYAB is um, very collaborative. Um, it is, you know, a, a large organisation, but moves like a fast-moving car. <laughs> um, so when we talk about pivoting, um, you know, sometimes large organisations move a corner like a big truck, but for MYAB, we kind of move quite quickly, which is quite um, exciting because it means that if things were to be done, um, they, they basically um, get done in the motions in play. Um, but when we talk about communities, we talk about things like acknowledgement. So we do things like recognition awards and it happens every quarter where we recognize um, individuals um, you know, who have done, have, who have gone above and beyond and that's nominated by the community um, and the employees. I know that Shailen has had many, um, so he's a complete high performer at that angle. Um, but we also have 
things like MYAB belonging and MYAB belonging um, includes um, charity events, it includes if you are interested in, you know, um, environments and um, saving the environment, you can be part of that. There's a mums and um, parents working um, channel as well. There is a channel for people who love books. There's a channel for, um, you know, laugh out loud memes. There's um, a channel for absolutely everyone from all different types of backgrounds. And when we celebration of diversity across the organisation as well. So um, we had International Women's Day that really not only celebrated women um, within, um, you know, technology and in the in the organisation, but it also identified people who were transitioning, um, you know, um, transitioning genders. Um, it acknowledged people from, you know, smaller minority groups and people sharing their stories that live within that community as well. So um, NYB is a culture is um, really inclusive, um, but there's this culture of constant learning. And I will have to say that the biggest thing for me is that I actually get to work with some really amazing people. So on a daily basis, um, I don't think I have ever um, not stopped once feeling inspired constantly by the people that I'm engaged with. So I hope that kind of colours what, what NYB looks like from that angle. And just in terms of um, the one, another big part, um, which has, I suppose, really been uh, escalated given COVID, but we were always pretty flexible company prior to, to COVID and the pandemic. Uh, I don't think any, uh, we got close to 2,000 staff, I don't think anyone would have not worked from home prior to, to COVID. Uh, but now, obviously, a lot more of the norm, but uh, individuals and teams can decide um, how often they come into the office, how often they'll be working from home. The We have the tools in place so that we can work from almost anywhere, anytime on, on any device. Um, and even my own move down from Auckland to Christchurch at the beginning of the year, um, when I asked um, my managers, um, can I make the move? I never expected them to, to say no. Um, I did expect them to you know, ask some questions, what does that mean for you? What does that mean for your role? But the response was really, here's the form and off you go. Um, and, and I think that just really highlights that um, there's that sort of full flexibility, full trust, um, and work your way backwards from there. And, and obviously, like anything, if there's people that are gonna abuse that or it's not working, then we can look at. Um, but uh, from the top down really is, uh, full trust, full flexibility, do your job um, and, and the rest will sort of take care of itself. So I think that's really helped uh, a lot of people. Um, and again, depending on what you're going through, even now with vaccinations as they're ramping up, you know, we'll have the flexibility to either take the time off um, to go and get them or if you need to actually um, can't work it around your schedule and you need to block out some time, you can put that leave in to go and get it so little things like that um, but obviously have a huge impact um, on, on people are, are very important and that all adds to the culture of the business um, and putting the people um, at, the, at the heart of it. I think, um, you know, as you said, Jalen, the anchoring to that is trust. I, I feel it too um, within the organisation. And then when you when you have that core anchor, everything else, you know, comes quite naturally, doesn't it? From a flexibility perspective. Like I have two kids and the support that I have is phenomenal. <laughs> so 
yeah amazing it sounds like such a supportive workplace like that is amazing okay next question is what opportunities are there for graduates and what would the day-to-day activities look like for a graduate at MYOB? I can take this one. <laughs> um, so on a, I, I guess to that first question, um, what what our opportunity is? So I think um, I, I'm not only going to speak on behalf, not just for MYB, but I want to, you know, bring the attention that Graduate programs across, um, you know, Australia and New Zealand are probably going to be um, be in so much growth, and and for that reason is that there is a huge war in talent at the moment. Um, you know, people are um, in serious competition, and, and not just people. We're we're talking about organisations overall, um, and then with COVID coming into play, um, there is um, it, it gets much harder when you are looking for specific people to fill really hard hard roles to fill, um, and no longer are you able to um, recruit overseas. Uh, because COVID um, has not made that um, very possible. Um, so what with that, a lot of organisations will be, and if they're not out their graduate program, because that is the only way to fulfil the demand that we're seeing in the future at this point in time. So if we talk about opportunities, you will see that there will be far more opportunities coming into the industry um, because of some of the challenges that we have in place. So that's just some good news for your graduates um, because there's a lot of value um, that graduates um, you know, offer to an organisation. Um, and, and the biggest value is that you are moldable. Um, you don't have um, bad habits adopted yet. Um, and companies can kind of um, have you as a clean slate and display the best behaviours, the, the expectations, and then bring a culture that can stem from, you know, from, from the foundations right through to when you become managers and everything else is that. Um, and at MYB, we are also following that suit. So we are growing quite a lot within our graduate program just because our workforce, we've planted out what our future workforce looks like. We planted out, you know, what are some of the challenges? And I will say that our numbers will increase. Um, this year, we've already hired um, 20 um, of our graduates to start um, in August and also in February, but we'll be going out to market again um, in April, I believe, to start in the August and also um, the 2020, gosh, three year. <laughs> um, so um, the numbers will rise. Um, and I will say that, and I can't confirm um, further, but what I can confirm is that those software engineering, engineering roles will be available. We're currently mapping out some of the other disciplines that we could um, spill into. Um, and we're currently working through that at this point in time. So many, many opportunities. Um, in terms of what we are looking for, if that is, I think that was the second question. Is that is that right, Olivia? Yeah. Um, what we're looking for, um, and I'm going to speak generally and then I'll speak um, towards NYB. So generally a lot of organisations, they are looking for um, graduates that can A, communicate really well. And when, when I talk about communicate really well, it's communicating in a way where you are very inclusive. Um, you will find that when you go into those assessment days and you've got those teamwork abilities, you want to showcase your skills, be very mindful about how much you take um, you know, I guess, take all the time um, in showcasing yourself. Um, those, those people or those employers like to see that you are 
acknowledging other people and including other people into in regards to the conversations that you had. So communication is a big key part. The ability um, to work in teams is a big key part, but also are you coachable? That is the other part as well. And when I talk about coachable, it's about are you able to take on feedback? Do you have a um, set of you know, self-awareness? Um, you know, there's always questions that come into play that ask, hey, what are your weaknesses? Um, or, hey, um, what is the misconception about you? Um, and some graduates come back and say, oh, I don't know, I don't have any weaknesses, I have no misconception. And I will say that it's pro probably time to review that because everybody has a weakness. Um, and what um, organisations are wanting to see is how coachable are you? How proactive are you? Um, if that is a weakness, what have you done about it? And how has that kind of applied to now it being a possible strength of yours? So um, those are probably the three main concepts that I um, that generally a lot of organisations look at. The most important one is, are you coachable? That is a big one um, there. Um, in terms of MYB, um, because it is software development specifically, we are looking for people who have um, the ability to think abstractively because software development requires that. But we also require people who, um, as I said before, coachable, communicative, and also able to work in teams. Um, and the more, uh, and I think this will probably come up a lot um, generally, is how adaptive are you? Um, with COVID coming into play and a lot of pivots to be had, you know, a lot of organisations will put in some guardrails up on how to see how you adapt to certain situations, how do you adapt to change. Um, and in an agile and a, in a disruptive organisation like, you know, MYB, change is, is constant, that's, that's the norm. So um, I hope that helps, does that? Yes, there were some amazing tips and I think it also highlights that a graduate position isn't something you should be thinking about in your last year. You should always be thinking about it throughout your degree. And just to follow up, um, in terms of obviously our graduate and internship program is focused at the moment in, in software development. However, there are opportunities in other areas. Um, they wouldn't be graduate positions as such, um, but where we would look at junior talent. So I know, especially within sort of sales support and customer service, um, we will hire um, graduates, um, students that have finished studying that want to continue um, down that path. Um, so, for example, some of your members, business and accounting students uh, want to work for a tech company, don't necessarily want to continue down the accounting path, um, could join us as in sales roles, support roles, customer service, um, and having uh, worked in those roles and, and formed my career in them I think they can lead to a lot of opportunities um, especially in terms of sales so as I said they're not exactly graduate positions as such um, but there are other opportunities for um, junior talent to to join our business if that would be of interest. Yeah. And I, I, I echo that um, quite a bit as well. I mean, I think the biggest thing is, is that if you are able just to get into an organisation, you know, while you're studying, um, it's so much easier than going in cold, if that makes sense. So, um, and when we talk about, you know, going into an organisation, it is um, perhaps, you know, taking up that part-time role in a sales position in a call centre, for example, and understanding what those products are. We've had a few people that have come from call centre into QA, you know, in the QA space, 
because they understand the product. Um, but if we're talking about, you know, more of a soft approach, it's also about looking at the different types of um, organizations that you really want to work for. And um, because we have LinkedIn now, back in my day, no LinkedIn, you know, it was really hard to network, but you have LinkedIn now that allows you to open up those relationships even further and go, hey, I'm really curious to know what you do. This is probably something that I'm wanting to do um, when I get in there. Um, and those conversations, you know, if you're brave enough to reach out and, um, you know, if you can get a conversation, you, you don't know whether they become your mentors. Um, so it's having that bravery to kind of reach out to some of those connections as well. Yes, for sure. And I think as well, having a commerce or business degree or something under that umbrella can make you so malleable. So you can go into any business and just start your career from there, which I think is so good. Yep. So how do your personal values align with those at NYOB? I'll, uh, I'll kick this one off. Um, so one of the key values at NYB is customers and having been in, in sales and marketing roles all my life, always has been focused on the customer. Just even from a selfish point of view, if we're not doing um, you know, what the customer needs, then I'm not going to hit my targets. I'm not going to earn the money that I want to earn, the commission that I'd want to earn being in various different sales roles. So that our product as such, um, probably more our brand um, than anything uh, and that working with us than for us. And so very important, customers at the, at the heart of it i think uh, you know i can speak for shan as well we're both people uh people um and so collaboration very important value for myb um, i don't really like working on my own um, i want to work with uh, as many cool and clever people as i can learn from them um and and even to achieve my um key metrics within the area i look after passion um, so that's another key value for MYB, uh, but also for myself, as I said, love what I do. Um, I want a job where, you know, I want to get up in the morning. I want to either go to the office, whether that's the actual office or, or the next bedroom in the house. Uh, and so they are, I think the three values out of the six that we have that align with me most throughout my career, not just necessarily MYB, uh, but um, obviously makes it a lot easier that uh, MYB see them as important as I do. Great. I would have to say, I mean, I agree, I have very similar values to what uh, Michelle has just uh, spoken about. I think for Matt and myself, the, the, the main core value for me is um, passion. I really am very passionate about what I do, but I think it's and that, clear, that clear purpose is to ensure that the people who are inside the program um, can really flourish and grow. And it means that if they can be the best version of themselves from a professional, but also personal level, that they're going to actually be making the best products. Um, the biggest part um, about that is we have to ensure that you know our population of graduates actually represent a diverse diverse group of people not from gender not just from gender but also from different socioeconomic backgrounds um, from different fields so what I love about a program is that you could be sitting next to someone who used to be a baker or you could be sitting next to someone who used to be a an accountant and um, you know those people who have 
those types of diversity of thought means that when you're building a product, it actually speaks to the population that you come from. Um, so that's a really um, big part you know, of it. Um, and I will say the, the biggest thing for me is that while the program in itself has been really successful, we've, we've um, you know, got many awards and um, this is like my, my time to to, to sell the program. Um, but I think the biggest thing um, that I love is having those really small wins. Um, uh, and those small wins is being able to enable, you know, your individuals. And I'll, I'll, I'll provide an example. I remember I had a coaching session with one of the protégés and he said to me, Shan, um, you know, um, I get into the funk quite a little bit and I, I, I suffer silently um, in that when things go wrong, I spend probably about two weeks really worrying about um, that situation. Um, but having coaching sessions with him now means that from a result, he said, you know, now that I have these tools that I've been exposed to, it only takes me a couple of hours. So from two weeks to a couple of hours to going back to that high performer is such an amazing thing for me. So that's, um, you know, if, if I can do a bit of that every single day, then um, the future of our you know, people will be so much more in, in the way that they perceive themselves inside the program and the way that they deliver within the business. So, um, so yeah, so passion, passion is a, a massive one. Um, of mine. Okay, perfect. Now on to the last segment, we'll be talking about mental health at MYOB. Um, our first question is, do you feel supported by MYOB when you feel like you need a mental health day? Yep, <laughs> it's supported all the way. There's this a really um, great thing that MYB has partnered with, which is Smiling Mind. Um, we have an account with them. Our customers actually have an account with them. So that's something that MYB offers our customers um, to have moments where they can, you know, take themselves away um, and do that element of self-care. So yes, you know, um, my managers, our leaders encourage um, that, especially through COVID, to actually take some time and we also have additional services that can offer um, that mental health as well. We're always being advised by doing things like exercising. And um, I know that there's some people that get online and they do those HIIT workouts. Um, I know that there was a push-up challenge that <laughs> um, some of our um, teams did. Um, but absolutely, I, I completely feel supported um, from a mental health perspective. I think a lot of that comes from <clears throat> the flexibility that the, the business has as well. And so... It, doesn't necessarily mean taking a, a, a day off or a few days off. It could just be 10 minutes within the working day. And going back to COVID, uh, as soon as we went into lockdown last um, March, April, our team, uh, quick spreadsheet, here's the, the normal hours that you'd be working during the day. When are you available and when are you unavailable? And having a young son, I blocked out 11 till 12 and three to four most days. Now, obviously, if there's an important meeting, then I'd be working. But most of the time, I was able to, to take that time off. And given that there wasn't any travel, you know, no chats in the kitchen or any other interruptions meant that I didn't really need to make up that time that I was taking off during the day in the evening because all of a sudden you had a little bit more time because you weren't traveling anywhere. You, you, know, you weren't having those um, ad hoc conversations by the water cooler or anything like that. And it allowed me to take off time when we would have lunch uh, or, and then in the afternoon we'd go for the family walk because you, know, you can go out for exercise. Um, and, and that 
was vital given what was happening that I could break up the day, I could take time out, I could spend it with my family, but also get through what was obviously a very difficult time. Uh, and I think that in a sense has continued. If you, if you, you know, you need to take time out or you need to do something for yourself or for your family, then you can sort of work it into your day, which is, I think is very, very important. So um, definitely for me, the flexibility that is offered by MYB means that I can look after myself and my, uh, my health and well-being. Um, so just jumping from that question, does the stress of your job impact your mental health? And if so, how do you manage this stress? Uh, so look, each job has its own challenges and can be stressful. I think, again, for both of us, given that we, we love what we do, um, it's probably more a challenge than, than it being us really stressed out. And, and especially for me, um, I'm a pretty chilled person anyway. So I don't, I like to think I wouldn't get too stressed. And so, yeah, I think it's more that there's, look, there's always different challenges. Um, I think there's support from my team, my manager, from the business, um, as and when I need it. Um, and that, that doesn't necessarily mean someone that I'm working with on a, on a day-to-day basis. Um, it could be anyone within the business, but then also looking at my wider network, wider community. And so I think once you've built that group, uh, tribe, community, network, whatever you want to call it, uh, you can lean on them um, and they can lean on you. And so uh, I think there's a lot more of, of that now um, I don't think it's sort of frowned upon. People don't think, oh, you know, why are they coming to me? I don't work with them. You know, they don't work for us. You know, why would we take time to help them, etc.? It's sort of that if, if one succeeds, all everyone will succeed uh, mentality. Uh, and especially with what's happened over the last year, uh, you know, in here in New Zealand, they, they talk about the team of 5 million a lot. Um, and so I think that's that sort of mentality is now beyond just your own family and friends or your own company or your own region or your own country. Um, I think it's wider than that. Yeah, look, I think I think there's two types of stress. There's the positive stress, um, which um, allows you to, um, to perform at your best. A little bit of pressure is actually really good. Um, it really puts a firecracker in you and you just do what you, you do. But then there's the other side where it can really demotivate you. And look, I'm, I'm not going to lie. There are moments where that does occur in every single job that occurs. But depending on the environment that you have and the support network as Shailen has, has advised, um, it's, you know, once you understand when that happens and it triggers you um, to be able to have the comfort of saying, this is actually a lot um, and having the comfortableness of, of reaching out to your managers and your leaders, um, as well as those who are around you to, to, to do that. So there is a, a bit of a, a sense of self-awareness that kind of comes into that into play. Um, and look, in, in, in my particular role, I've learned, you know, I've, I've had many years of experience in, um, in terms of the, the types of stress and the, the exposure that I had. But I've, what I've learned to do is to understand what those boundaries are and those trigger points are, which then allows me to have those conversations and I think the the biggest thing about MYB is that it 
it gives you the comfort levels of going, I actually am drowning slightly um, and I need help. Um, and I think there's a lot of open conversations, um, you know, around that, um, especially in the experiences that I, that I have, um, you know, if ever I do get into that mode, but also for our graduates too, who, you know, sometimes feel a little bit overwhelmed. And this is where, you know, those coaching sessions kind of come into play and really working through tools and working through the resources that are available. So, um, yeah, so that's, I would say that that would, you know, as, as a graduate and when you enter into the workforce, you're, you're going to feel the main focus is, is how do you manage it and how do you actually build boundaries and identify it before it actually, you know, um, disrupts you in, in, in the worst way, if that makes sense. So, yeah. Yeah, like I would say I'm definitely a stress head and I get both types of stress. But yeah, I think having that support at NYB would be amazing to just say, I need a moment to mm. just calm down. Because we're not productive, right? When we're yeah, stressed. no, you're just, I'm spending all my time stressing. I'm not actually doing anything. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Mm. Um, next question is, and I know you've touched on this briefly, but there are several support services at NYOB. Can you please tell me a bit more about them? Yeah, so Smiling Mind um, is an organisation that really supports mental health um, you know, and provides different types of tools and exercises for you to exercise. Um, to um, to be able to bring that mental health um, capacity. So there's um, there's resources. There's an online um, uh, what is it um, online tool that you can kind of register through. Once again, not just available for MYB employees, but for our MYB customers. Um, and there's meditation, you know, um, podcasts that you can listen to that you can kind of take away, um, take about five minutes of your day to utilize. So um, we have those services in play. Um, other services. Um, is um, for those working parents, um, there is um, a service called Circle In, where if you're going on maternity leave or um, you need help in how you can balance your time working plus having a family, there are um, there's a huge support network, um, you know, within within that space as well. So um, that's one of the other services that that we have. Um, Shailen, are there any other services? That, those are the two services that I use a lot. But um, what, what other services from your perspective? Um, I don't think there's, they would be the main ones. There's obviously other benefits and support that MYB provides, not necessarily focusing on, on mental, but overall well-being and with that, then you include financial well-being. Um, and obviously the, what we call, I've talked about flexible, but we call it flexperience. And so that just goes beyond flexible working. Mm. Um, it, there's a, a, a number of different things that make that all up. I think the overall benefits package uh, within the organization is pretty comprehensive, uh, but the business is always looking at other new ways to add to it. Um, there may be some things that aren't being utilized, so do they take it away? And, and I've seen that. Um, within the business that um, they've trialed um, some initiatives for a period but overall um, I think what an employee would need is probably catered for more often than not um, but like I said then you can go to the different teams um, so we have a digital experience team and a people experience team to cater for all of that and so again whether it's from a digital point of view especially with uh, more and more people working from home and then the people side 
um, to cater for for everything else pretty much and and they all come under um, we have a chief employee uh, experience officer so that's you know that all is very important in terms of that seat being as part of the exec uh, and reporting up to the CEO um, so, which means that the whole employee experience is obviously very important otherwise we wouldn't have that that mm. position or, or that position uh, so high up within the organization mm. uh, and so yeah i think there's um a lot of different initiatives in play uh, a lot of which we've 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 already covered through uh, as i said financial health the the flexible mm. working uh, environment as well yeah i think um there are some additional um services that we haven't spoken about and that is things like myb giving you know there's um charity um yeah spots where we where as a team or as an individual if you want to take a day as we know that you know community and how we you know enable the community is really important um so there's that as well um you know touching on the employee experience too there's you know um health you know, um, health benefits um, to you know, or services that 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 offer um, you know at M, that are offered on, on at MYB, um, and there's also uh, we talk about learning. Um, there is a really tight knit, really old machine of learning um, at MYB, and that um, we have access to LinkedIn Learning, where we um, get exposed to all these different types of amazing online training. Um, but we also have kind of learning labs. Um, you know, learning perform labs within um, MYB as well, where you can kind of drop in and assign to um, certain types of training um, as well, um, which is really awesome because it means that as an employee you're continuously growing and it's quite visible through the tools that you get access to. So just lastly, in order to recap everything we've discussed so far, uh, what has been the most overwhelming or perhaps challenging aspect of your job? Mm, that is a, a tough question. Um, I think, and these quite generic um, there is so much change change is a constant but I think the the pace of change is really what what the big challenge is um, that I've noticed over the last six years being at MYB I probably learned more in the last six years than I have in the rest of my whole life just because things are changing and then if I think about the last year I would have learned more in the last year than I have in the previous five years at MYB again given how much things have changed. And so that's a challenge, um, but one that um, I very much enjoy is a quote from Charles Darwin, which I really like and, and, and often share about, it's not the, the strongest or the most intelligent of species that um, survives, it's the one that's most adaptable. Um, and, which means for me, I don't need to be the strongest or the most intelligent, but if I continue to adapt, uh, then I might um, outlast others that, that focus on, on being strong or intelligent. Uh, and given that I've worked in a number of different industries and had to adapt to them and, and transfer different skills to them means that uh, I enjoy that challenge. Um, I like change. Um, and um, and I've been fortunate to to work in a company that has gone through that change, um, but really embraced it. So um, that's a, a challenge, but a, a fun challenge for for me, a, a, and one that's always going to be around, right? So it, it's not 
going to uh, disappear anytime soon. Um, and that, that quote from Charles Darwin was said many, many years ago and is, is as relevant now. So that, that would be my uh, take on it. You'd be a very strong contender for Survivor, Taylor. <laughs> I love Survivor, by the way. <laughs> um, so my challenge, I think, um, to that note, I mean, obviously, um, change um, is constant and we work in a very um, nimble technological world so that, that will be forever changing. I think the biggest challenge for me is um, when there's a lot of people involved in certain decisions, um, it's not just about being able to say, hey, this is what we're going to do. It is really about making sure that everyone agrees and everyone is aligned to the journey and the decisions that are, that are made. So um, those are probably the challenges because, um, you know, when we talk about diversity of thought, we want to honour that, but it does take a bit of time to get a consensus throughout. So I think that's probably one of the challenges um, that I have. Um, and I'm still learning to, to master how, how do we, how do we really bring everyone to the consensus of a particular decision made because you want to honour everyone's concerns as much as you can but how do you actually meet in the middle <laughs> to make everyone happy so I think that's um that's probably the the biggest challenge and um you know I'm getting there I'm getting a lot of wins but I'm still trying to work out you know what is kind of the secret sauce in, in doing that especially when there's a lot of people involved so yeah and that's also just uh, actually another challenge now that a little bit more time to think about it and 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 shan just prompted me uh i think it's that ability to say no so there's so much opportunity there's so much change there's so much that we could do and you know that less is more and so you know there, there's so much happening and i think basically saying no or not doing something is uh, as powerful as important if not more important than than necessarily saying yes, and so I think that's one thing that um, I'm working on. Um, but I think a, a lot of other people may may be the same, and even for you guys. So there, there's um, students, and you know, employees are expecting uh, not only some good grades, but you know, be part of some clubs or what projects you're involved in, etc. And as difficult as it is now, there are more opportunities. And so you guys have got to work out which opportunities you actually say yes to and which you say no to. Um, and so that balance, if you guys can, can start to master, um, will help you um, because you'll have to continue mastering that uh, in the future. I love what you just said there, Shailen, because I think um, I, I also have that problem in saying no as well. And um, this is where it's so important to kind of lay down really those um, boundaries for yourself. Because as graduates as, uh, as well, while you're, while you're looking for your next opportunity, the other part to that is that when you actually get your first role, um, you'll be in the mindset of wanting to please and wanting to prove, um, which then, um, you know, gestures you into not saying no. Um, but there will come a point where you just go and you're just going to say, I'm going to be brave. I can't do this because I've got so much happening. Um, and so I think, um, yeah, you've, you've hit it there. That, that's, a, I mean, I can only speak about my experience as a graduate as well. Um, that's basically what I went through. So mastering the ability to say no, you know, well and confidently is so important. Um, and we're, we're kind of, you know, elder statements, like elder people, people in, in our field and we're still trying to work that through so if you can kind of work that through a little earlier that would be great for you so that brings us to the end of this podcast thank you for joining us Shailen and Shan 
and thank you for giving an inside look at your life at MYOB. And thank you to listening to today's BCSO broadcast. Remember to keep an eye out for the corresponding newsletter and we hope to see you at the next BCSA event. This podcast is brought to you in partnership with MYOB, leading business platform in Australia and New Zealand, helping more businesses start, survive and succeed.